to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Araceli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. All right. Let's get started with SmackDown. To open up the show, the New Day comes out, and last week, they became eight-time tag team champions. Very, very impressive. The New Day could pretty much put their name in the history books as one of the best tag teams in the WWE. And that's exactly what Kofi Kingston touches on. And he also says, big respects to Big E. This is the man that got us these tag team titles. And to keep this very, very short, the Lucia House Party comes out and they come out to congratulate them. And they also want an opportunity at the SmackDown tag team titles. And because they want an opportunity, Miss and Morrison feel like they they should be first in line at the tag team titles. And they're not wrong. I mean, they did lose. And technically, they're supposed to get their rematch clause. I don't blame them, but aside from that, we also now have the Forgotten Sons who are coming to prove and show everybody who they are in the WWE now. I agree with uh, Miss and Morrison. They do deserve their their rematch, but looks like they're going to have to earn it back because, like you said, you have the Forgotten Sons that what we saw last week, they're very, very impressive. This is a team you got to be careful about. And not only that, but also the Lucha House Party. After what they did in the Elimination Chamber, they are some serious candidate for the New Day as well. Yes, so a New Day has a big, big target on their back now. It's going to be interesting to see if they're going to incorporate the Usos into this. I completely understand the Lucha House Party. As you said, they really showcased what they were capable of in the Elimination Chamber. And I think if there's anybody that should get the opportunity, I definitely do think is them. But we also can't forget about the Forgotten Sons. They're coming in here, they're brand new, and they want to prove exactly who they are and Miss is asking for respect back and I mean I completely understand where the Miss is coming from. They were very very smart because Miss and Morrison got away when the brawl broke out with the bro with the Forgotten Sons. Definitely agree with you Miss trying to get her respect and get the opportunity back. All right let's move on to the next match which was Drew Gulak with obviously Diana Bryan at ringside versus King Corbin. This is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Keep in mind uh Brian Corbin has already been in a Money in the Bank match, so this is a huge opportunity for him, but also for Drew Gulak. And Gulak has been impressive ever since he's partnered with Daniel Bryan and vice versa, Daniel Bryan, when he's been with Gulak. So they kind of balance each other out. Yeah, they definitely do balance each other out. I think they've gotten to that point where they've mentored each other and they both learned so much and they kind of incorporate what they learn from one another into their matches. Baron Corbin, though, he goes in with such confidence. He knows exactly who Drew Gulak is and how he's going to take him down. And you have to keep in mind, every single time Baron Corbin walks into a match, he walks in with the strategy and he walks in knowing that he's going to walk out victorious because he has allies in this business. He has people that are going to help him. And that's what makes him 100% more dangerous going into any match. Yeah, so... Brian Corbin in this match, he walks in extremely confident, pretty much talking smack to Drew Gulak, you know, but one thing that pretty much mean you didn't expect was that Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura were going to come out and help him just because they've been aligning with Sami Zayn. But I do agree with what you say. Brian Corbin in this business has a lot of friends. We've seen a partner with Dolph Ziggler, with McIntyre, now with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. So that's one of the things that Drew Gulak underestimated and did not expect. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, he walked in with the strategy. He knew exactly what he was going to do. But also, Daniel Bryan was not expecting any of this. And Cesaro and Nakamura did a great job taking out Daniel Bryan and not allowing him to help Drew Gulak. And that's why Baron Corbin was able to capitalize. That's why Baron Corbin was able to punch his ticket to money in that bank. And now he's very dangerous because he has experience in this type of match. But also, we know exactly what he's capable of doing. So right off the bat, going into Money in the Bank, this is somebody you want to keep an eye out for. And yeah, not only that, but keep in mind, he is not the only one that's with the experience that's going to be in the Money in the Bank. Daniel Bryan has also been in that match. So it looks like that SmackDown team for the Money in the Bank is shaping up to be pretty good. Why? Because of the experience a lot of these superstars have already been in that match before. 100% agree with you on that one. And Drew Gulak absolutely has been impressive. I definitely want to see more of him. Do I think he should have been in the Money in the Bank match? Sure, I guess. But right now with the push that he's getting, he doesn't really need that because in the event that his tag team partner, Daniel Bryan, comes out, that's going to help Drew Gulak anyway. So vice versa, it doesn't really matter if he was in this match or not. All right, let's move on to Sheamus versus Vidit, I think his name was. Um different and very very aggressive Sheamus I haven't seen the Sheamus in a really really long time he is angry he is upset and I think he's hungry again he wants to prove not only to WWE management but to the WWE universe what he's capable of yeah this Sheamus reminds me of that Sheamus that when he first debuted in the WWE he's got that hunger he's got that fire and you know he's more aggressive in the ring which is what I like I would like to see a little bit more of him and I think he's doing a great job right now. And what a better way to make this statement than against dominating his entire competition. Exactly. And for whatever reason, he has some beef going on with Michael Cole. Leave poor Michael Cole alone. He's just doing his job. But regardless, he's proving a point. And I can guarantee you he has his eyes set on the Universal Championship. And if that's the case, Braun Strowman has a huge, huge target on his back. Yeah, and I, like I said, and all this is for Sheamus to make a statement. And he slowly but surely is going to do that. And he's going to work his way into Braun Strowman. Yes. All right, let's move on to the Miz and Morrison versus Lucha House Party. This was an excellent match right off the bat. I think Miss and Morrison were out to prove something. I think they really wanted to show, you know what, we should be the ones getting the opportunity at the tag team titles and not the Lucha House Party. I think... The Lucha House Party came out and be like, you know what, after what we did at the Elimination Chamber, we got what it takes and what better way to do it than against the former champions, The Miz and John Morrison. And Grand Metalik, he's been absolutely amazing. He's really proven himself not only to us, but to the entire WWE Universe. And I think that guy's going to be great. I think as a Zinko's competitor, he'd be even bigger of a star than what he is right now. But he was able to steal the win from the Miz, so therefore, that puts them in a situation. Does this put them now where they're number one contenders? Where does this leave Miss and Morrison at this point? The way I see it, they beat the former champion, so they deserve the title. No doubt, the title opportunity for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. It just Grand Metallic and Lindsay Dorado, they're impressive. But Grand Metallic, when he gets on a rhythm and he starts using the rose, which is what he does best, he completely dominates the competition and. Not only that, but he stole the win, like you said. Yeah, The Miz has lost two weeks in a row. But hey, come on, everybody 
loses, everybody goes through a slump. Even sports teams do it. But we'll see. Hopefully this, you know, doesn't end John Morrison and, and The Miz. Speaking of The Miz having that, like, downfall right now, I could see this maybe being the end of Miss and Morrison because it's going to get to that point where Morrison is going to be like, we lost the titles because of The Miz. And we're, we keep losing all these matches because of Miz. Now, nothing against The Miz. Maybe he's having a bad time. You never really know, right? But this could potentially be a factor for them to potentially split in the future. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And we have to keep very, very close eyes on this tag team. I could see that happening as, like you said, John Morrison getting frustrated because of the losing streak that The Miz has been on. Keep in mind, it's only been two, but they've been crucial ones. So... Like I said, it, it might play out like, like you said that these guys might end up splitting up just because of Clash of Egos. But hopefully they stick together for a while. 100% agree. All right, Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks with obviously Bailey by her side. When they come out literally mocking Lacey Evans and her daughter, her daughter Summer. They come out with like a little popsicle and it pretty much has a picture of Summer. And this is a qualifying match for... Money in the Bank. This is a very, very important match for Sasha Banks because if she were to win this, she could potentially walk out as Money in the Bank as Miss Money in the Bank. And therefore, she could potentially get an opportunity anytime, anywhere for Bailey. And we know how that would go. Huge opportunity for Sasha, like you said. And the way things are playing out, it doesn't benefit Bailey to have Sasha Banks as the Money in the Bank. Why? Because... Once you have that contract, you can cash in any time, and it's a threat for Bailey. But at the same time, another opportunity for Lacey Evans to get her hands on Bailey if she would, if she would be successful in this match. I do agree with you on the whole Sasha Banks thing, but I also see it this way: given the fact that they're best friends, and I put that under quotations because given the fact that they are best friends, Bailey could see it as in like, oh, well, if Sasha wins, she can cash in and I can still win she sees it I think that Bailey sees it as a like okay Sasha winning benefits me because she's my best friend and keep in mind Bailey has now been controlling Sasha Banks it hasn't been the other way around in a really long time so I I, I think that's why this match was very crucial for Sasha on the other hand if Lacey were to get the win which she did now it, that's when Bailey's in trouble now because now we know exactly what Lacey Evans wants. And she wants to punish Bailey, And she wants to be the one that he throws her. Yeah, and Lacey Evans looking impressive throughout this match. She was focused from the get-go. And she did not lay off the throttle on the offense since the beginning. And I think a lot of this had to do, one, yeah, that she wanted to get her hands on Sasha and Bailey, But two, I think Bailey and Sasha are taking this and making it personal, involving Lacey Evans is daughter, and I think that benefited Lacey Evans because it motivated her to do even better in the ring. Another thing that really, really benefit Lacey Evans going into this match is that she kind of sees the downfall coming for, for Bailey and Sasha Banks, and she completely took advantage of that opportunity. There was a, a time where Sasha pretty much had beaten Lacey Evans, and if you really look at it, that pin was for about 10 seconds, and Bailey was over here talking to the ref, and she completely cost Sasha Banks this match. Sasha would have walked out with the ticket to Money in the Bank. And Lacey capitalized on that. Lacey realized, you know what? These two are not okay. I'm going to wait for the perfect opportunity and I'm going to capitalize. And that's exactly what she did. And she punched her ticket into Money in the Bank. Definitely that distraction did cost Sasha Banks. And give it up to Lacey Evans for taking the opportunity and 
qualifying for the money in the bank. Very, very interesting. Now we have Dana Brooke on the SmackDown side. We have Lacey Evans on the SmackDown side. And then we have Asuka, Nia, and Shayna Blazer on the Raw side. So we are yet to find out who the third woman will be. It will either be Mandy Rose or Carmella. But as of right now, the favorite to win it, I think, is definitely Lacey Evans. I have to agree with you on that one. Lacey Evans has all the potential to beat the money in the bank winner one because, like you said, she takes advantage of the opportunities. And she got an opportunity to win today. And what happened, she took advantage of it. So everybody in that money in the bank, do not underestimate Lacey Evans because she can strike out of nowhere and be the next money in the bank winner. She is definitely prepared and you have to keep an eye out for her. Anyways, moving on, Tamina then comes out and she pretty much super kicked Bailey. So therefore, she's proving her point. Is she still allies with Lacey Evans potentially? But she went out to prove a point to Bailey, and I think she she did that. The weird part though is that she did not attack Sasha Banks. So this puts me in a situation. Well, what is Tamina's purpose with that? You know? Yeah. So we kind of see that little tension between Sasha and. And Bailey starting to build up. I think it was unintentional from Bailey, but we'll see what happens and how this all ends up playing out. Yes. All right. Let's move on to Carmella and Dana Brooke versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Crocs for the tag team titles. Very interesting uh, tag team between Carmella and and Dana Brooke. Um, I think they look great. I think they brought Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss to the limit. I also think that Carmella and Dana Brooke make a very, very good team. You know, they're they're that typical team that you would see. You're like, they are going to get along just great. The only thing that I could potentially see mess up this team is jealousy. We do know Dana Brooke qualified for Money in the Bank, and Carmella has her match next week on Friday Night SmackDown. That could potentially be a factor if, if for whatever reason Carmella doesn't qualify, I think this might be what tears this team apart. But right now, they're working very, very well. And it's starting to become one of those teams that I'm really going to get behind. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I agree with you. This team has the potential to go far. You know, like I said, they're just starting together. But again, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are looking good every time they keep on having a match. But the only issue that I see is Nikki Cross is mouth. You know, she's willing to take on any challengers that she gets and accept the challenges and it kind of like you know alexa bliss is kind of like whoa man hold on you know i know we're the champions but you know we gotta defend when we can that's when that's the advantage of being the champion yes and alexa wants to make those smart decisions where it's like okay this is a team that we can take down this is a team that we can definitely defeat we'll give them the opportunity but you also can't just go handing out opportunities to anybody because then you put your tag team titles at risk and in this case yes nikki cross got him this match but she was able to back it up in the ring as well as alexa but if something would have gone wrong nikki cross would have put them in that situation where they could have potentially lost the women's tag team titles and that's the only issue that i see between this tag team of nikki cross and alexa bliss other than that they look pretty solid and they seem to be working together i mean look at the way they finished the match with that 3d and then they were able to capitalize the win yes they are coming up with different finishers every single time and i absolutely love it because you don't know what you can expect from this team yeah You've seen them wrestle a couple times, but you can never underestimate Alexa Bliss. She's smart, and she always has something up her sleeve. 
and Carmella was looking absolutely solid as well as Dana Brooke and I definitely want to see more of them whether it's in singles competition or together as a tag team. It's going to be interesting to see if Carmella advances what she's going to do with Dana Brooke. I think they're going to be you know, every woman for herself just because of the opportunity. And then after that, we'll see if they continue to be together. Yeah, I really think next week's match is crucial crucial because it will define where Mella and Dana Brooke will go from there as a tag team. But we can't consider them as a tag team yet because keep in mind, this is only a one-time match. So yes. we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to the main event. We'll keep this very, very short for you guys. Triple H is 25th anniversary. And of course, you can't have Triple H without Shawn Michaels. So he comes out, he's ready to celebrate, and apparently some heads are going to roll because Shawn Michaels never got his 25th anniversary party. So somebody is going to get it backstage. But anyways, moving on, they show video packages of them in DX. They show some of Triple H's greatest moments. And finally, Stephanie, Ric Flair, Road Dog, and Vince McMahon all come out to celebrate with Triple H. And keep in mind, Stephanie... Rick and Road Dog were phone calls that were pretty much there because of the current situation. But Vince comes out and he congratulates him and he tells him he loves him and that he's very, very proud of everything he's done in the WWE this far. Definitely Triple H, one of the greatest that has ever stepped foot in the WWE um, and just celebrating his career, everything he's done, not only with with NXT, the main roster, and in, and his wrestling career with, with everybody. He's definitely had some historic moments, historic matches, and especially with Shawn Michaels as well. Yes, and they do, Shawn Michaels does touch on the performances of Triple H at WrestleMania, which made it a little more interesting because you got to, to, to go and see one of the greatest in his streak at WrestleMania and basically losing all the time, but leaving it at that, Triple H is definitely somebody very, very important to the WWE and the wrestling business itself. So congratulations to Triple H on his 25th anniversary. All right, that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Become a part of the siblings today. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, I wonder what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much. And see you guys next time.